What is going on, everybody? Happy Sunday. Another episode of Men of Now here. I'm joined today by Joel once again. How you doing, brother? Hello, brother. We've got Josh from Renegade Wingman. How you doing? Spectacular, my friend. Awesome. And then we've got a special guest. We got Rudoku, who's been in our chat and been watching some of the content. And I said, hey, why not come on and be a part of the show? Let's talk. So thanks for being here, man. Thank you very much for inviting me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So today's topic, today's topic is on burnout. And I was just talking to these guys about it behind the scenes. I am burnt out currently. <laughs> Today, I feel like crap. I am just exhausted from so many different things I've been working on. And so I thought, what better time to talk about it than right now? Um, and essentially what we're going to do is we're going to talk about burnout in multiple different aspects because you can have burnout in dating. You can have burnout in the workplace. You can have burnout just in personal life and you need to figure out ways to recharge. So yeah, that's really, that's really the introduction that I have. If anybody wants to get started talking about <laughs> maybe one time that they've experienced burnout or, or anything like that, go ahead. I mean, I feel like we should probably lead off with, uh, with Joel, right? Cause I mean, you know, with, especially with sobriety, right? That would be a huge, huge topic I, I'd imagine. So I'm sure you've got, uh, quite a few examples there, um, especially when it like really matters most, right? Where you're trying to be good and you're trying to like change those habits and you just get kind of burned out on it. So I, I would imagine that, um, you know, you know, how, how you guys deal and how would you deal and manage with that? That's a great question, Josh. Yeah. I appreciate you bringing that up. It's, as you guys know, who are watching, like self-improvement is a full-time gig. So for me in specific with, with addiction and stuff, I have a tendency just to always want pleasure and ease. And so a lot of my work has been learning how to embrace the discomfort, kind of something that Josh, you talk a lot about in leveling up. And yeah, there's just times where you give it 100% and the results you're hoping for don't come through. And that often can lead to the sense of, okay, everything I'm doing isn't working. Uh, maybe I messed up somewhere along the line. This is really frustrating. Uh, so what we're going to touch on today a bit too, is the importance of taking those breaks, uh, giving yourself a break, a rest, like a mental rest, emotional rest, physical rest, and then coming back recharged and having that renewed, uh, I would say like love for life again. That's one of the worst parts of our burnout is that the thing that was bringing joy doesn't become joyful anymore so similar to addiction like when i'm smoking when i was smoking weed 24 7 i wasn't getting high i wasn't enjoying it uh i was actually burned out ironically uh, pun intended but uh when i would ever whenever i would take like a tea break i'd come back and i would enjoy the weed a little bit more because i had that rest my chemicals could reset so i kind of like to look at this whole topic in like an addiction sense like we can get addicted to dating we can get addicted to work can get addicted to to all these things that bring us pleasure and so taking breaks and learning how to find that balance can be really important um so yeah moving this on through the panel like what has your guys experience been with burnout as of late or in the past how have you worked through it etc i mean i'd say definitely like my end um you know burnout it's like recognizing it is always the the key factor because a lot of times it like sneaks up on you and then you just get to the point where you're just like i'm just waking up, I'm just like exhausted, tired, I just don't feel like dealing with anything. 
And so for me, what I realized that the number one symptom that I'm getting to a point where it seems like I'm getting burned out is if it feels like I'm constantly in a losing battle, then it's like, okay, that's the sign that it's like, all right, I'm like starting to, to burn out, right? Whether it's like a project I'm working on, whether it's a deal I'm trying to close, whether it's, you know, um, you know, dating and looking for something specific, then it's like, man, if just, you know, I feel like I'm constantly like just going to battle and just it's a losing battle like every single day when I started like hearing that voice creep in that's when it's like oh, okay this is a sign that uh, I'm, I'm getting burned out and so you know you you got to know when to like you said take those uh, all important breaks and rest like you know the mind's a muscle like everything else that you can overstrain it overstress it so you have to take a little bit of rest so for me usually you know going for a nice drive or just like getting away for a day and just like being by the ocean or just you know somewhere where I can just kind of recharge them, uh, my, my batteries, then I can come back um, refreshed and really get after it. Um, but, you know, it's important to recognize when it's coming on and also realizing that all things are right temporary. So like when you're happy, that's going to be temporary, but also when you're like stressed, strained and like feeling burned out, that's also temporary. So that helps you kind of get over it um, a, a bit quicker. And so for, for me, definitely it's, um, you know, recognizing the, the onset of it. And going like okay like you know if it feels like i'm constantly losing the battle or no matter what it is that i've you know whatever it is i try it's like okay you know time to take a little bit of a, a step back because um you know oftentimes we feel that we oh we just need to push through it all right push through it push through it push through it so that keeps you like in a constant state of burning out because you know you're not letting go to a certain extent and you're you know trying to double down and really force something to go through so that's where you know for me it was a had to learn that lesson quite a few times in my life where it's like okay i can push and push 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 but if i'm not at maximum strength i'm not going to get through so in order to get back to maximum strength i need to take a, a step back recharge you know get myself recentered. um and for me that's been like the the huge key in like uh, preventing burnout because uh as i say ounce provision is worth uh, more than a pound of cure oh yeah. <laughs> Say that one more time, Josh. Uh, yeah, ounce of prevention is worth uh, way more than a pound of cure, you know. So preventing that that burnout is um, is is key. So recognizing when you're getting to that point of getting burned out before you actually get there, um, you know, it's yeah, it's something that we all have to like kind of figure out for ourselves and where our own limits are. Because, you know, a lot of times you can be a lot more, your limit is a lot higher than a lot of people in your circle, or sometimes it's a lot shorter than people in your circle, just depending on, you know, who you're with, what you're around and what the situation is, but always recognizing when it's starting to come in and then catching it ahead of time. Um, that's the, the the best route to go when, when trying to manage that, that burnout. I like that. And, and this comment here, sleep much more. That it, ain't that the truth. Uh, when we're when we experience burnout, it's typically because we are letting certain things go in our lives that we probably should not. Uh, all types of different habits, whether it's eating appropriately, sleeping appropriately, not working out. That's when things tend to slip a lot more. So definitely recognizing those habits and paying attention to it. Like, am I slipping up here? Because if you're not working, you like, yeah, if you're not getting the right things, you're not working at peak potential. But let me let me ask you. Let me turn it to Rodoku. Um, what's been your experience with burnout? When are when is maybe a time that you had uh, burnout, whether it be in uh, in dating or in the workplace or really anything? 
Yeah, something that I've experienced before a few times. Uh, personally, I think it's kind of a character flaw. I think if you're getting burned out, it's kind of like what you guys are touching on. An ounce of prevention is better than a pound of cure. It's, it's like that. I think if you're doing everything that you possibly can and you've got the right motivations and you've got a plan of action in place and you know what you want and you're going after it in the right way, I think you're going to get exactly what you want eventually. And I think the only, only reason we burn out is because somewhere along that, we either don't plan it out the wrong way or we fall off the bandwagon. So going back to what we were talking about with sleep there, for example. So some people struggle with sleep for various reasons. They might have history of trauma. They might be taking medications that are getting in the way. They might not be exerting enough energy throughout the day. And then they don't get the kind of quality of sleep that they need. And then obviously that has a knock-on effect. But if we were doing all those things right, is that going to happen in the first place? Well, potentially not. So yeah, my experience, for example, um, I've burned out a couple of time, couple times where I'm training and just from trial and error and, and looking at different things and trying to research how this all works and how the body and the mind functions. I think most of the time I was overtraining. Uh, I can, you know, I can force myself to eat more. I can force myself to train more and train harder. But if you're doing more than the human body is capable of, you're going to burn out. So that's, that's an obvious example that I think we can all relate to as men. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's so key because that you brought that up because in today's culture and especially like on YouTube, every message, every other message anyway, is like, you got to work 24 seven, like no days off, hustle, hustle, grind till you can't breathe. And it's such a seductive message. Cause it's like, sweet. All I got to do is just not stop. But then yeah. you guys, you, <laughs> you get, you get sick. People get sick, they get injured or, or something like that, especially like at the gym. So how do you guys give yourself permission to take that time off? especially when the, the culture is inundating you with messages that you can't take those days off. you got to keep going. got to keep pushing. Well, See, I mean, that's a hard one. Go ahead. Go ahead, Josh. Well, I mean, you know, like even God took a day of rest right after raging for six days. Right. So <laughs> it's like, you know, look at, look at those examples. Um, well, also too, it's good to, to, I learned like to, to schedule that into the process um, because you always want to have those checkpoints where you're just reassessing everything. So it's like, hey, grind, 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 push. Okay, now let's, you know, have the debrief, right? Because especially when I work with a lot of guys on the, the dating coaching side, right? Um, the most important part of it is always the debrief and breaking down, okay, like, let's take a look back, let's analyze, let's see what happened, let's extrapolate the lessons and then figure out, are we on the correct pathway or do we need to make some adjustments to get to where it is that we need to go? Um, that's especially helpful on the entrepreneurial side because you know, that's where I've experienced the highest amount of burnout has been on the entrepreneurial side, right? Where it's like, I'm working on this project and great, I just spent $17,000 on a PDF and now it's like, we're, we're going nowhere on this project, right? So having those points where it's like, okay, you know, uh, one day a week, right? I have, this is my check-in day. This is my day where it's like, all right, I just can rest up, get a fresh set of um, perspective and can also kind of review things. That for me is what um, has been really key and, and elemental. And also, um, you know, even though if you, you know, want to think about like, you know, the work, 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 grind, 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 that's great. But just again, schedule in that one day for yourself um, during that. So that way you can, right, recharge and reassess. And yes, that's a key part of the grind, right? So like, you know, if you're running a marathon, right, you don't sprint the whole thing, right? You have your sections that you sprint and then you have your sections where you really just go kind of in cruise control. So you want to make sure that you build in those cruise control sections so that way yeah you're not necessarily like going full speed but 
you're still moving and you're making progress in the direction you want to go into, but you do need to have a little bit of that cyclical recharge. Cause again, we're, you know, we're, we're humans, right? We're, we are not meant to, you know, physically, psychologically, emotionally, like run 24 seven at like max capacity. It's just like, there's, there's just no way. So understanding that, yeah, you have to schedule that, um, little breaks in there and it doesn't mean that you're being stagnant or not like going forward it's actually like quite the opposite like you're just you know being a lot more efficient and you're also figuring out if you're going in a direction that you really need to be going or if there's something that's slightly off or, or not working so for me that's uh that's how i've um managed it i like that a lot that's actually how um, i treat it myself so every sunday like this is actually the only thing that i do today every sunday and um, sometimes I used to have a lot more things, but uh, now I, I'm trying to pull back on that because you do need that one day to fully reset. Um, I don't know if you guys, do you guys have a day like that? Or how do you guys schedule that time to recharge if you're even recognizing it before you crash and burn? Well, it's funny, funny you ask that. Yeah, this is uh, something that I'm learning. So I appreciate you guys bringing this up. It's fine. I go to... Uh, meetings, support meetings for work addiction. Um, can't say what it is uh, just for privacy of the group, but you can kind of put two together. Uh, if you guys remember that show where they would just smoke weed every day, those three dudes, um, that's what that's what it is. Uh, and yeah, it's so it's so funny when you guys talk about these things. Like this is exactly what they teach in those programs. Like schedule a day off. Like do something kind for yourself. Because people come in and they're just like, I can't stop working. And I got to work every day. They have all this guilt. Maybe like childhood stuff has come up, trauma, scarcity from the past. That's like a whole nother topic. But what's funny is that when people do take that day off, they're over the long term, they're way more successful. So it's like ironic, right? And like we get pissed when we come in because we're like, they were working seven days a week for the last three years. And this person's way more successful than me. What the heck? It's learning that, yeah, it's super important to take that time off. So uh, for me, after the stream, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chill out and watch some uh, YouTube. It's uh, something I'm like giving my permission, self-permission to do like once a week and watch maybe a movie or something and just kind of zone out. So I'm, I'm stoked for that personally. Oh, yeah. How about, how about the rest of you guys? Doku, any any thoughts on that? How do you how do you go ahead and recharge your batteries? Who me? Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, for me, it's just doing doing some things that you, I enjoy. So, five six days a week, really six days a week, I'll be doing all the things that I need to do. So I'll be working long hours, going to the gym, eating right, all these different things. But you have to have something that you enjoy doing because that it recharges you, it gives you energy. You have to find something that gives you energy. So if the thing that gives you energy is going out and socializing because you're an extrovert, I think you have to go out and you have to make time for that. You know, find time, you make time because these things will improve every other aspect of your life. Mm-hmm. If you're somebody that needs more sleep than other people, you have to plan around that. If you're somebody that just wants to, I don't know, play computer games or play chess or whatever it is, you have to find time to do those things because that will give you energy. And those things are going to tick you over for the rest of the week as well. And it gives you something to look forward to. So it's not just about the momentary desire, but it's also you get a dopamine hit about saying to yourself, tomorrow I'm going to be doing this thing that I really enjoy doing. And I think that's really important. Mm. Love that. No, absolutely. And I know I know with uh, with you, Josh, you, 
I, I need to get a little bit better with it, but you're huge when it comes to having everything on your calendar. You've got your life planned out on that calendar. And so that whole making time to recharge, I wouldn't be surprised that you don't have blocks of time where it's like Josh's time on that calendar. Yeah, you just you, you have to because, again, like things always pop up or you're like, it's real easy to get like double booked, especially when you get like busy. But yeah, I kind of have my like, hey, I don't exist time to the world. So it's like, all right, cool. I'm out. And, you know, either I'll go, you know, out for like, you know, a nice long drive. Right. Or, you know, do something like that. Or, you know, even like the, there are some days where it's like, all right, cool. I'm just going to be you know, sit and like play video games for like two hours. Right. Because then that's two hours. It's like my brain is in autopilot mode. Right. I'm just like, you know enjoying some some entertainment and then just um you know when i'm when i'm done come back i'm like okay cool like i'm like refreshed like my mind didn't have to like think too hard get pushed or strain but also just you know it got that relaxation and a little bit of um uh of that like you know entertainment factor because you know as they say right pain is necessary but suffering is optional so it's like you know if you're constantly in like grind, 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 grind mode. Like you, you don't have to like suffer unnecessarily. It's like, Hey, like you can, you can rest up a little bit. You can take a little time to like, you know, enjoy life a bit. Um, Cause yeah, like a, a, a good mentor of mine um, who, you know, his height, you know, he was, he was in his thirties. Um, he's older than me, but he, he was in his thirties and he was, you know, worth like 115 million, something like that. Um, crazy oh, successful good. guy. And so, um, you know, I asked him like, Hey, you know, if you were doing life like all over again, like, what would you do? And he said, honestly, dude, I would have like, just enjoyed my time a little bit more because he was like, I got so caught like in, in the grind mode that, you know, there just comes a point that the level of a success that you hit, the ROI just isn't worth the, the input that you're putting in with all the sweat equity. So he's like, you know, honestly, I would have just like enjoyed a bit more of, of, of the time. Cause I did find myself like, you know, burning myself out, um, quite a bit. Um, and so, and the time, that's the one thing I'll never get back. Like, you know, just, it's, it's gone right once it's passed. So I would have enjoyed that a little bit more. He's like, but I'm making up for it now. So, you know, now he just travels all over the world, like, you know, um, <laughs> going wherever he wants to go and doing whatever it is he wants to do, which is, uh, which is great. But, you know, that was definitely a lesson that I kind of, uh, took to heart where I was like, oh my gosh, like, you know, you'd think that someone that's like crushing it out of the park, right. would be like, Oh yeah. Like, you know, keep at it and keep going. But even he was saying like, now nah, I would have just enjoyed my time a lot more. Cause then I would have appreciated it um, a bit more, but also would have had a bigger ROI on all the sweat equity I was putting in. So that's definitely something I, uh, you know, took, took to heart quite, uh, quite seriously. No, it makes sense. And let's be honest. Is there really that much of a difference between $50 million or $115 million? And if, Actually, if there's only slightly is, but <laughs> <laughs> well, what that difference is, yeah, it's like when you're more, um, you know, in in his words, right? If you if you go once you get above fifty, then it's like that's where the ROI really starts taking a bit of a nosedive because he's like, yeah, dude, my days went from like being able to kind of like enjoy what it was I was doing to like it's all phone calls with like lawyers and asset managers because the assets have to be managed and like you know all this stuff. And now you're getting to a point where like you become like a really huge target. So, you know, you got to like defend the castle constantly. But, but see, so, that's so. what I'm saying. Is there really a difference for like what you get yeah. out of that money? Yeah. No, and the only, get, it, just, it just caused more, yeah, more things to manage more stress. Yeah. The only real difference, right. Is like, if you want like something ridiculous, like your own private jet, right. Or like a super yacht, then it's like, okay, now it's, you know, you can, you can do it. But for yeah, pretty much everything else he's like, yeah, no, it was just like, I was like, I was good at 40, 
40 million, I was okay. Uh, but again, like whatever it is, right. Um, whether it's, you know, money, dating, lifestyle, like, you know, friendships or whatnot. Um, you, you have to look at that point of like, you know, diminishing returns. Right. Cause again, we're, we're humans, right. We, we all have our limits with everything. So, um, you know, no, like, where the the point of like, all right, cool, like this is a good, healthy medium versus like, okay, now I'm like putting in more effort and just like not getting any more oil out of it or you know, getting any more reward out of it, right? Um, mm -hmm. So as I say, right, you want to boil water, just 212 degrees, that's all you need, right? Any more and it's just purely wasted energy because at 212 degrees, the water boils. So if you turn it all the way up to 250 degrees, you're just burning excess unnecessary energy to get the exact same result. So, you know, try and think about that point of like harmony, uh, I guess, uh, so to speak, in any endeavor that you have. That's interesting. I, I, I would take a million right now, gladly. You know how much <laughs> my life would change with a million? <laughs> oh, yeah. I need oh, 50. Right. Gosh. No, it, it's so funny you say that, too, because most of the people I've met that are super successful and happy, like they don't work a ton. Like maybe they did at the beginning, but they really enjoy their time. And so that's a great lesson to, to put that first, put yourself first. There's this quote I really like. Uh, it's no one on their deathbed ever said, I wish I would have worked more in my business. And I think about that one a lot, especially when I'm like, I have to do this, this other order, or I have to do this or that. It's like, well, do I? No. That, that is interesting. I, I remember hearing that in the past. I have not heard that one in a while. Nobody on their deathbed. That's because it's not what you're thinking about. And it's like, you know, a lot of times it's, I wish I spent more time with my family and my friends. I wish I got to see more of the world. Like, that's why it's such a shame that uh, culture, at least in, in the U.S. is, um, and it's interesting because I'm working for a, a Canadian company right now. Um, it's also, it's like French and Canadian. Um, there's a headquarters, both locations. Um, and they, the, the way that they treat it, is every July and August, people take off like a month at a time mm -hmm. because they, they care about being able to have that vacation, that recharge time and actually enjoy life. Whereas American culture, they don't do that. And we we just burn ourselves out. We give up vacation days. And I just that that's one thing that I just see the difference with that, with working with these people and like just the culture change. And everybody just does seem happier. Yeah. yeah, and you you have to like yeah figure out what that balance is right between like wellness and and productivity right because then like on the one hand you know yeah, that's fun on the other hand right when you have like a deadline and it's really pressing then it gets like frustrating because like oh no one's like in like, no one can make it happen um, so yeah it's definitely interesting like the pluses and minuses of you know both of those um, systems and having worked with U.S. companies and European companies it's definitely like very different mindsets. Um, and then like working with companies that are based out of, um, like Asia and China, right. It's like, you can't get them to stop. Oh, working dude, they do. Yeah. They work wow. six days a week, every single week. Yeah, it's been, un it's yeah. unbelievable. I used to nowadays and just, I'm just like, Whoa, <laughs> it was, it was unbelievable. I used to work for a company where, um, I was in charge of one of our product lines out of the, uh, the China factory and. Once they like understood their culture and like talking to them, I was just like, what the heck is going on? As you said, it's 15 hour days, six days a week. Yeah. Not stopping. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, can we do like, uh, you know, can what else can we do? And you're like, uh, sleep. It's all enough. Something. Yeah. It's ironic. Well, we appreciate them because most of the stuff that I'm using today 
is from China. So without their hustle, maybe we wouldn't be doing this live stream. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to remember this computer or this mic stand, right? Um, I was wanting to point that out too. Like I just came back from Poland. Josh, I know you do some travel in Europe as well. And they're just so much chiller than the US. Like after like 4 or 5 p.m., everyone's like out. They're like down by the water five, seven, no, seven days a week. And they just love, they're like happy. And it was such a culture change because here everyone's got their, at least where I am anyway, everyone's just got that like serious look on their face because it's just hustle and focus and grind. So it's, I like what yeah. you said, there's such a difference between it's, cultures. Yeah. I mean, look at, right. And sometimes you just have to look at like, you know, again, just because you're work eight hours a day doesn't mean you're productive for eight hours a day. Right. So it's like, you know, if you have like four hours where you're really productive, all right, then like, you know, make those four hours really productive. Right. Um, so and again, that comes down to everybody. Everybody kind of knows what their limits are. Right. Because there's some guy that like, you know, is just crushing it right now. Right. And he's like working like 10 hour days and he's like absolutely zoned in like that full 10 hours. Hey, if that's like you, great. That's, you know, amazing. But there's other people that are just like, you know, they get caught in the grind and burn themselves out because they're, you know, only good and productive for like five hours. And then like the extra three, it's just like, uh, kind of slog and like, you know, figure out through. So yeah, you got to know like your own, um, you know, personal limitations. And so that's where, you know, Hey, as, as I say in my industry, right, you can't uh, measure what you aren't monitoring. So, you know, keep track of things, right. Take, uh, I want to push back a little bit on that. Yeah. Okay. So you said people need that's to great. understand their personal limitations, but I don't know if that's entirely true. I think that's a, I think that's a fallacy that we tell ourselves and that we tell other people because it's on your perspective. If you get somebody who's come from a worn torn country and they are just happy just to be alive and living in a, a wealthy Western country where they've got all different freedoms that they never had growing up for the first 25 years of their life. If you tell them they have to work 12 days, uh, sorry, 12 hours a day, six days a week, they might be perfectly happy with that and they will never ever burn out because they're they're so content with what they have access to today it could be so much better that they will just never burn out so it's perspective but then also it's like i don't think you can expect workers to work past a certain point i think you've got to understand that there are people who are just in it just to work the job and go home and live a balanced balanced life as if you right. can never live a truly balanced life those are the ones where yeah i think you have to be mindful that at a certain point it's diminishing returns you're not going to get your return on investment out of those out of those people but like you say there are people out there who are working 16 hours a day seven days a week and they rarely some of these people don't burn out i mean mr beast once did an interview and he said that i said something to the effect of he works about 10 or 11 days in a row non-stop every waking hour of the day until he burns out and then he'll take half a day off and then when he's recharged he's watched a movie he's had a chat with his friends then he'll go back to work because he feels like doing that because that's what he's passionate about it's just the way yeah. that some people are but if you've got I those ambitions and you've yeah. got those goals you're not going to burn out as easily you know if, if your goal is to be the best in the world or something you're not gonna burn out like somebody who doesn't have that ambition yeah and that's again i think that's where again yeah it comes down to right knowing like what your right, personal limitations are, but also like knowing what you personally like want out of things, right? So like for myself with some of my business partners, right, that I work with in certain projects, I'm the guy that's working, you know, 12 hours on it while other guys can, you know, 
eight hours is their max and they're good. Other projects, it's more of like, guys, I can give you four good hours because I'm over here, 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 and here. But after that, you know, I need to um, like switch topics to, to something else, right? So leveraging kind of those, those strengths and again, knowing like, um, you know, where you are effective and productive. Um, and again, it's it's very much a, a personal thing, right? Where, and for some things, right? It's like, hey, you know, all day, every day. Yes, absolutely. Right. You want to talk cars? Absolutely. I, I could do a 48 hour straight, you know, live cast on cars. Easy, easy peasy. That's my, my, my thing. Right. But something that may be a little bit more productive, right. Where it's like, okay, like there's a lot more heavy lifting and things involved then. All right, cool. Yeah. I'll give you a very, very good, you know, solid, let's say like eight hours on it. But you know, if it starts getting an hour 10 or 12, I know my limitation is, Hey, I'm going to burn out on it. I just need like a bit of a, a break and, um, so, yeah, I think that, again, it comes down to, you know, where everybody is at and what the, they're they're looking for. Because, again, like as long as you're giving that, um, you know, you're putting in the, the maximum productive effort that you can. Right. You aren't leaving things on the table. Then. All right. Great. Because, again, some people can run for, you know, they can run a marathon and be great. And other people, they can run a marathon and like by mile three, it's just like, oh boy, all right, this is going to take. I won't even make it to three. <laughs> so, you know, again, Guys, if you want Huds to run a marathon, comment yeah. a running shoe down below. There you and go. If you want Josh to do that 40 hour live stream, comment a car down below. Yeah, leave What's a comment. I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, so again, that's, that's, uh, you know, I think the thing is, you know, just again, having that honest uh, assessment, right? And just being honest with yourself about, hey, here's what, you know, I really can put all my effort into 100% or how far I can go with this. And here's where, you know, I, I just know myself well enough to know that, all right, this is just not, my 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 thing or my forte right so um yeah to to your comment radoku i don't think that um you know there's um i don't think that it's you know necessarily that it's like a limiting um belief that we we tell people where it's like know where your limitations are at but it's more of like hey know where to apply your energy because again not every endeavor that people have out there whether it's you know constructive or destructive, right, is going to be something that, um, you know, people can fully throw all of their their energy into at a sustained effort, right? We've all got sort of different things that we can throw it at, right? So if you want to, you know, sit here and talk about different dog breeds, I'll give you five minutes. <laughs> so <for> me, <laughs> dog breeds, I love dogs. I think they're awesome, but I, I can't get into the different breeds and this and that. There's a small like, one. There's a medium-sized one. Right, yeah. Big one. <laughs> they're all good boys. That's that's all I know, right? So, um, so you know that that's kind of more of a my take on it. But you know, it's it's good to have like that. Um, you know, some some good pushback for some some healthy discussion and debate. So I always now, now here's a here's something uh, to think about too to avoid burnout. Um, so let's say, for example, dating, you know, when you're when you're going out there and you're trying to become successful at dating, if you try and do everything on your own, you may burn out from failure again and again and again. And so not just with dating, but with anything, I think it's incredibly important to recognize like, all right, this ain't working and I hate it. And then getting a coach. I think that seeking that advice is so important because if you can figure out a way to do things in, let's say, two hours instead of 10 hours. I mean, oh, my God, frees up so much more time for other things. And I think that's what's so important when we talk about self-development. 
um, and getting those coaches and focusing on those certain areas of our life. Because ideally, we we want we want the tools. We want to be good at this stuff. But we if we do it all on our own, it's going to take a heck of a lot longer to get there. And we also may never get there. Well, you, you need the balance of energy too, right? Like, you know, yeah. you're, you're trying to pick up the 50 pound, like the, you know, the 200 pound log by yourself. Well, you got someone else that helps like, Hey, suddenly like, all right, cool. Now you only have to pick up like a hundred pounds each. Right. So you just need that uh, balance of energy. And so, yeah, whether you have a coach or again, a good friend that you can um, go out with, or again, a good small circle, like everybody I know that's super successful. They all have a team. Um, and so, you know, again, you just really need to kind of balance that energy because you know again like you know if we're all like say all four of us like working together right the days that i'm stressed right then you know radoku is like hey he's the calm voice of reason right and then you know hudsman you're the one that's like okay we're going to be productive over here and then you know joel you're like all right we can focus on this but you know again you all pick each other up and you balance out that energy so instead of like one of us having taken on the full brunt of everything it's like actually we can all pick up the the different pieces and really like complement um, what it is that we're doing and, and we're working on so and again that's why i always love well, this these, is uh, an this is a really interesting point that you bring up as well because especially the analogy you just gave of if four of us are working on something together well you get energy from other people don't you because you're only willing generally to do so much for yourself but you might be more willing to do things for other people and, oh, yeah. or with other people even if you don't necessarily like them you might be willing to go further just because there's other people involved yeah, so it's always a great idea to collaborate and that's a great point too, because again, it's like, you know, now it's like, oh, they're relying on me, right? I, I can't let these guys down. So it's like, all right, well, you know what? I got to like go do this because like I know that, right? Rodoku is going to be putting in that extra hour. So I'm going to put in that extra hour too, right? So a lot well, of times- That's yeah, a little bit different. That's, that, that, could, <laughs> that could be that you're trying to work in tandem, but it could also be competition as well, which is fantastic. Yeah, yeah you know, competition uh, creates some amazing things, right? And it's kind of the fundamental law of nature, right? Survival of the fittest. So those that figure out the best, the most creative ways to compete, uh, become the the most successful. So, yeah, like I like that. That's why that's why I enjoy these things, uh, these panels so much. Absolutely. Speaking of, uh, instead of us having to carry twenty five percent of the work on this stream, now we only have to do twenty percent because we got Mr. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jaren joining us. <laughs> How are y'all doing today? Doing good, doing good, brother. Thanks for uh, thanks for hopping on. Yeah, we were just talking about about burnout, different ways that we've experienced it, ways that we address it, and uh, yeah, so happy to have you. Oh God, I'm good topic. I'm dealing with that too. I got to the point today where I'm just I'm not gonna. Well, I always say I'm not gonna do anything today, but for those of you who've been in the gym, uh, there's rest days and there's active rest days, so I'm still doing stuff, but I'm just kind of dialing it down a notch. Uh, you guys know for a while, uh, as Josh mentioned, he goes to Europe quite a bit. I was there for about a month or so this summer, got back literally to the date. It's been a month since I've been back, and I have not stopped. I have not taken a day off. I have not taken a rest day in the gym. I have not really had much time for myself. I have forced myself to go out socially, but it's kind of, when I do it, it's kind of like, oh, okay, well, I should be working. I should be doing something else. And when I was in Europe and the Middle East and the Mediterranean, I kind of felt guilty for allowing myself – to have that vacation or that experience with my brother. I haven't backpacked around with him in more than a decade. And the entire time I was there, it almost got in the way of me enjoying the full experience. Although it, you know, it was a lifetime type story that um, I'm glad I had. So today I, I got, I got up normal time. I'm like, God, I'm just, I feel weak. Like my body just feels kind of beaten down. So we're going to have an active rest day today. 
Nice. I like that. I was talking about that before. That's what I had said to the guys before we got started. It's like, guys, I feel like crap today. (laughs) I am officially burnt out. And so like, this is the one thing that I'm doing today, but then outside of that, it's going to, I'm actively forcing myself to have a rest day. Yeah, my girl I have here right now, uh, we didn't. We, we went out last night, so we did a barbecue in the afternoon, but there's a ton of people there, so it wasn't nearly the calories I need today, and I'm training pretty hard and doing cardio and um, intimacy on the side, which I count as a cardio session, so doing that a couple times a day, and then got up this morning like, God, I'm, I'm hungry, and I, I don't know what I want to eat, and so, oh, let's cook something. I'm like, I don't even know if I want to cook today. I'm just kind of out of it, and then, Josh, I'll be up in your neck of the woods here in a couple of days to head to uh, – uh, splash house with uh, one of the top one percent guys. Yeah, I will definitely. So uh, you know, that'll that'll you. beat the piss out of me. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely catch you guys on that return trip because we're we're both coming back in town the the, the same day. So. Um, oh yeah. That being said, I do unfortunately have uh, another prior commitment that I have to make my grand exodus from the stream. But so I will give go back from the you know twenty percent now back to twenty five percent. Oh. Everybody's only getting five, an extra five percent. All right, so, I'll master. carry your load. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. Thanks, you guys. Thanks, Thanks Josh. Have on. a good one yeah. and happy Take birthday. Uh, oh, happy guys. birthday! Yeah, thank you guys. Appreciate it. If it's not on a Facebook notification or it pops up in my calendar, I don't know anyone's birthday, including Some my calendar own. doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, right. I figured it's my birthday half the time. <laughs> hey, take care. <laughs> See you, brother. All righty, all righty. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know where we, where we want to dive a little bit further into this or, um, you know what, how about we go back to some of the things we were talking about? Like, so what do you do, Jaron, to avoid that moment of burnout? Because I know specifically for me, I've, I'm not good with this. Um, I, I burnt myself out to the point that I've overslept for work before multiple times. I've overslept meetings. I've completely forgotten about super important deadlines. So how do you recognize that you are going in that direction so that it doesn't happen? Because we've all, we've lived a lot of life so far and we've obviously gotten better over time. So I'm curious what your, your method for doing so is. Uh, yeah, I'm a checklist guy. So I've got little notes all over here and then just strike things off as I need to get it done. So that's that kind of helps me it's here in front of the computer i spend most of my days on the computer uh, if something comes up then i'll just i'll jot it down i don't like to task switch too much so uh, you guys know we we, we were uh, talking kind of behind the scenes these last couple of days about some things we have going on and um, i'm looking for a new full-time job so i stack all my interviews together um, put them put them all together so in the first one you're kind of you're kind of rusty you're just getting warmed up second one you're in the grooves and then yeah, I'll put i'll put them in order the ones i'm most interested in and then by like the fourth or fifth one you're just you're just on point and you, you just you just know what you're doing uh, you, you knock them out of the ballpark and then after that then i'll take a moment to kind of mentally decompress, maybe go for a walk, maybe get, maybe go, get up and get a drink, go to the gym, come back, shower off, get cleaned up, and then have kind of a refreshed mental state and then go on to the next big block of tasks for the day. So I try to bunch things together that are similar type tasks. If I'm doing analytic work or analytical work, then I'll put all that together and then I'll segue into the creative type mindset um, as the evening goes on. So those things kind of help me. Although, to be honest, I, I find myself burning out fairly often too, because when I want something, I want it now. I'm, I'm highly impatient and that can lead to burnout. But then I go on the other side 
Then I go to the other side of the equation where, okay, I'm feeling kind of burnt out. I need a break. I need to be enjoying life kind of – I was in the, in the live stream or watching uh, earlier before I popped on, as Joel was saying. Get to the point where, like, okay, I need some leisure. I need some time for me. And then when I do that, almost immediately I'm like, well, I should be working. There's something else I could be doing. So I'm still really trying to kind of find that balance. I found that um, structuring your day in a certain way helps me quite a bit too. So most of my days look exactly the same. I had a business coach years ago and he gave us an activity called how to map your perfect day. So my perfect day, it's usually just get up, uh, take my supplements, get ready for the day. I'll go for the, to the gym either in the morning or midday, midday. If I go midday, maybe I'll do a quick walk in the morning just to get out and see people and, and get some fresh air on my face and then start working. Uh, Again, go to the gym midday or either in the morning and then just work, work, work. And then as the sun starts to set, and I, I usually try to time everything with the, uh, the, the natural rhythm of the, the sun going up and down. As the sun starts to set, I start to what I call go through a, a shutdown sequence. So I'll, I do the one meal a day thing. Sun's going down. I'll play guitar for a bit. Uh, usually I have a girl over. We'll cook something or we'll order something. We'll eat and then we'll put something stupid on TV to fall asleep to. And that's usually what most of my days look like. So that can help avoid burnout. But again, it's that energy behind it. If all of your days look the same and you're still just got to go, got to go, got to go, then eventually as you compound a bunch of those days together, then you get to the point where you're like, whoa, I'm tired and I don't even know why. I was like that yesterday before I went out, ended up falling asleep 2, 3 p.m., took a little nap, got up. I'm like, oh, I have a couple of events tonight. I got I to gotta go put my face out there, do the social game. And uh, in Mexico, it's a huge place where people work a lot of hours. I believe Japan, like China, are probably number one. Mexico's right up there. It's, they, they work very long hours. They don't get paid a lot. But once they're off work, they're off. And they're a very fun society. So they really know how to let go here. And I'm Although I've been living back and forth here for the course of the last 20 years, I still am quite American in that sense where I'm sitting there having a good time, you know, shooting the shit, and I'm in my head just, oh, there's things I should be doing. There's something I should be doing more important right now. Although my friendships here are quite important, and I am putting in the effort to uh, make sure that I don't negate my uh, social bucket of my life. Jared, why do you think that is? Like, why do you think you have that voice that, constantly like yo you gotta go you gotta go i have that same thing so i'm curious what you've investigated within yourself yeah like a lot of like a lot of things i think it goes back to childhood so my parents split when i was real young my mom was working a bunch of jobs i kind of raised my siblings myself we lived with my grandparents they had a farm so i remember when i was a kid and we first moved out with my grandparents my my grandpa said something along the lines of there's no free rent here so that means i know we're gonna have to work so Usually, sun, sun up, you're doing chores, you go to school. We lived way out in the country, so it was a bit of a commute to get to school. Do school all day, do your extracurriculars, do your sports, do your whatever, get home, do more chores. Uh, we all took turns cooking, so Monday night was my night. We'd have to cook for the whole family and uh, kind, of, kind of unwind, get mentally prepared for the next day, go to bed, and then do it all again. So I think it's just kind of ingrained in me uh, as part of my core operating system. Well, it's good you're recognizing it and catching yourself. I think that's the biggest catalyst to growth is being able to say yo this is a pattern i don't like uh every time you can interrupt it it's it's a little win so i'm feeling that today i'm like after this live stream i was telling the guys i want to just chill out watch some tv but my mind's like yo you should go get some shit done it's like eh. my mind's <laughs> like that too i'm like oh no no there's there, there, there's always more work to do you're, you're never not gonna have work right right absolutely and i think it's important to have boundaries 
you got to have boundaries against, you know, if, if like even with the, with the different things that, that you have to do, if you always give in to what everybody else wants and then you're also trying to do what, what you want to be doing and, and be as productive as possible, you're, you can't be a people pleaser forever. You need to be able to give yourself. Yeah. Discipline. Exactly. Phil. It's discipline. You need to have discipline for yourself. You got to give yourself yeah. a break. That's a good point. Set boundaries for yourself too. So I'm really good at calendaring things out, but I also have to make mental blocks in my calendar to where like, Hey, this is me time. This is time. That's not going to be filled with someone else. And even with the, uh, I know this isn't the topic, but the dating thing, there's, there's now nights and I'll string a few together. I was like, you know what? I don't want to see any girls. I don't want to go out. I just, you know, I've been, I've been stringing a lot of really productive days together and you feel good about that. But at the end of the day, uh, for me, a productive day, especially doing this kind of stuff and then doing my corporate consulting and then uh, in, any sort of other things I have going on in my professional life, you're always on. You always have to be on. Like we're in front of an audience right now. You have to be on. When I'm on a sales call, you have to be on. When I'm entertaining a uh, marketing client, I have to be on. When I go out in the social situations, like, okay, the gringos joining us, they're going to ask me a bunch of questions about politics and how I like Mexico and things I think about kind of controversial issues. I already have those answers all banked away because I, I have the experience. I've gotten in the reps, but you have to be on. And sometimes at the end of the day, I was like, I don't want to be on anymore. I just want to be off and by myself. That's one of the dark sides of the hustle culture uh, and being coming successful in whatever craft you, do, you, you get into is that, yeah, you got to be, there's more responsibility. I'm with you guys too. Like sometimes I just want to be back when I was like 14 and I just, you know, had everything cooked for me and I could just play video games all day. Now do I really isn't want it, that? Dude, dude, isn't it funny uh -huh. how when you're a kid, you can't wait to become an adult. And then when uh, you're an yeah. adult, you just wish you were a kid again. <laughs> <laughs> the cruel, the cruel mystery of life. Yeah. Uh, being said though, it's definitely like I would take this and having to deal with this pressure over being lazy and a bum any day, which is what I was for a period of my life. So um, this, this far outweigh the, the cons of this far away, the cons of, of the other life. Um, it's just good to know too, going into it, like, especially if you're a young guy and you, you want to have this great business, you want to come a, a someone on YouTube or whatever, Instagram, whatever, that there are going to be another level of responsibility. So uh, I always say the universe never gives you two more than you can handle. So as we all gain more responsibilities, the universe gives us a little more on our plate and tests us a little bit. We're always getting tested. And as soon as we get comfortable, like, yeah, I can handle this. Yep. The universe is like, oh, yeah, by the way, here's, uh, here's something to shake the boat. It's like, oh, man. So then coming for a circle. Yeah, I got to have those boundaries. Have you guys yeah. ever encountered this? I, I've mentioned before in previous streams I've done, even months ago, I think like back in April, I started mentioning this, where – you're grinding away, you're getting things done, you're pushing the needle forward bit by bit, making a little bit of incremental process or progress day over day. And you get to the point, and I, I've, no, I've noticed this for the last few months within myself, where at the end of the day, you feel like, okay, I'm overworking, but I also feel like I haven't done enough. And it's, it's weird entertaining those, they're holding those same two thoughts in your head simultaneously. Yeah, I think I've identified what that is as well. So, and it comes back to what you were saying before, where when you're on, you have to be on all the time. Whether you're doing a coaching call, you have to be on. If you're going out and meeting people, you have to be on. Like regardless of what you're doing, you have to be on. I think it's different parts. And what, what I mean by different parts is, you know how we say there's a part of me that likes this and a part of me that doesn't like this. It's like that. There's different. We have like different parts of who we are that makes the collective. So the person that goes out and socializes is not the same part of you that is yeah. 
heavily mm. focused on the work at hand. It's not the same part of you that's out on a date with a girl. They're different. I think to have a fulfilling life, you've got to try and maximize your efficiency uh, as well as how much you're, you're satisfied with what you're doing with each part of you. If you're neglecting a part, I think that's where burnout comes in. If you're not going out and seeing your friends and that's important to you, and that's a big part of who you are, I think you're going to burn out. That's a, that's I like a great that. point. That, yeah. That's huge because for me, like a lot of people think that I'm just like this crazy extrovert. I'm, I'm really not. I'm more the like extroverted introvert where, yes, I love, um, I love having those extroverted moments, but I, if I don't get the time to myself, I, I completely shut down and I just, I become like a robot dealing with people. Um, and I noticed that, I think I noticed it the most when I go on business trips, because when you go on business trips, you, you have to get lunch together. You have to get dinner together. You have to hang out after dinner. And it's like, look, we're working all day. I need, and that, that's one thing that I always do is um, when I would have to go to an office, I always like to take lunch myself. And I always spend an hour myself sitting in my car and I'll listen to music. I'll listen to a podcast and I just zone out. And that way I'm able to recharge for the second half of the day. And if I'm not paying attention to that introverted side of myself, then I just, I, I can't, I'm useless. Or mm -hmm. I'm working at, I don't know, 50% capacity. Yeah, guys, I'm happy you brought that up, Radoku. There's this book that I'm reading right now. It's called No Bad Parts by Richard C. Schwartz. And it's about- yeah, Schwartz is great. Oh, great. That's awesome. You recognize him. Yeah. And so if anyone's out there and they're like struggling with that, like, Radoku, what are you talking about? Like, I'm one person. Like, what do you mean there's these different parts of me? Like, this book is really helpful to begin healing those different parts and find more harmony in them because I'm very similar. Like, I have a part that wants to work all the time. And I have a part that wants to chill and like relax. And those parts often fight. Like, it's almost like they, yeah, yeah they don't like, collaborate. They do fight. Yeah, exactly. And then I'm stressed because I'm the host. The host is getting drained because these two little, in a sense, these two children are arguing with each other 24 seven. And so it's learning how to be the mature parent and parent both of them. Set those boundaries with those parts. So really awesome book, guys. I would highly recommend checking it out if that's something that you're dealing with or more curious about. Really powerful. And it's interesting that you portray it like this as well, because it's kind of going back to the topic at hand that one of the topics we're all familiar with, which is dating. Obviously, we're all familiar with what spinning plates is. You've got, I think you've kind of got to do the same with yourself. You've got to look at all the different parts of who you are and go, just like you would have maybe a girl in your life that you see once a week. If you don't see her once a week, she might drop off as a plate. Well, you need to look at yourself the same way and say, if I don't do this activity once per week, I'm not going to feel satisfied with my life. And then it's going to drain all the other aspects of my life. Mm -hmm. That's a great, that's a great point too. And I always tell that to my guys that you need to make sure to the best of your ability in any given time that you are maintaining balance. And I know that's kind of a hoity toity woo woo type thing. Uh, people, especially in the U S hustle culture, they criticize that a lot. Like, Oh, you're trying to seek balance or can't get ahead. If you're seeking balance, like I found I can't get ahead if I'm not seeking balance because there are different aspects of my life. I'm into the music thing. I'm into the gym thing. I do like dating girls. And I find that as I'm making progress, if I make progress in any one area of my life, it spills over to even, I'll be in a, a small degree into all other areas of my life. So 
when I hit a milestone in the gym, then I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty confident. That that comes into my work to where, hey, you know what? Here's something I was maybe unsure of my ability at the time, but I just hit a PR in the gym. Like, hell yeah, I got it. Like, I, I, I can do this. Or in the, in the music thing, um, if I start getting ahead in music and I'm making a lot of progress really quickly and I have a, a good coach who's guiding me along that way, but when I start hitting new milestones in that aspect of my life, then that confidence carries over into other aspects too. Or for me, the music thing is to make sure that my creative side of me keeps going. So I need that's something I need to do almost almost daily. Even just for a few minutes, pick up a guitar, strum two or three songs, set it down, and okay, it just makes sure that that creative side of my brain is still firing. But that translates to all other areas of my life too. Even in the gym, you're like, okay, what does music have to do with gym? Well, when when I'm when I have that music side of my brain lit up, I got my headphones in. Gym, gym is my sanctuary. That's me time. I'm kind of I'm not really thinking about oh this weight's really heavy or oh I don't have a lot of rest time. I'm just kind of dancing around. Just all right, yeah, you know, feel feel in the groove, and that that carries over into every aspect of my life. So um, I'm curious what you guys think in terms of ba- uh, balance. I know a lot of people in this space are like. Hey, you know, you got to grind, 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 grind. No time for balance if you want to get ahead. And there are moments like that where I'm like, you know what? I really need to focus on this one thing for the next few days or maybe a week or maybe even two weeks. But eventually it's like, all right, I got that done. It's out of the way. I need to go back and make sure that I'm not regressing in other areas of my life that are important to me. Yeah, I'd like to touch, go off that a bit. And in regards to dating, so something I've had to learn in this last year I'd say like three months is the importance of taking breaks for dating uh, in terms of like going out and meeting women, because uh, there's, it's something, it's really powerful. I think when you're a beginner to get as much experience on your belt, approach, 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 overcome that anxiety. But what I see a lot too, from other guys that are, are doing this is that they get to a point where they're just doing the same thing over and over again. And they say this in addiction recovery, insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. So guys are going out, they're saying the same line, same approaches. Um, they're doing mass approaches. Uh, so I was in Poland. There's this guy for like two and a half straight hours. Like I was like grocery shopping. I was going to see a friend and he was in the same like little radius, just spam approaching. And it was, it was quite impressive because it was really like two and a half hours, just girl after girl after girl. But we talked after a little bit and he didn't really get any numbers. And you're just like, Hmm, I wonder why that is like, you just did all the work. Right. But what I found is that when I take a break from doing all that and I kind of integrate like what just happened uh, and then I can go back with like a renewed, fresh perspective and I'm not so emotionally enmeshed in the situation anymore. We talked a little bit about this earlier, too, in like having a coach, a mentor, et cetera. I found, too, that when sometimes like I go out with a friend, I went out with Tim. He's been, he's a guy that's been on the channel before. And in like two hours of hanging out with him and watching him go and talk to girls, uh, I learned more than probably I could have learned a year by myself. So being strategic with it too, and going out with different people, uh, I think can really save you some time and can possibly prevent that burnout um, in the dating context anyway. What happens too with a lot of guys that go out and just do approaches like they make it their full-time job, everything else suffers. Like uh, they say this too in kind of the, the RP space is that you're either making money or you're getting women. <laughs> you're not doing both. And obviously a lot of people, you know, that's not true for some people, but uh, people make it their full time job and then neglect other areas. So I think it is like having those breaks is important to be able to focus on other things. So that was a long winded answer to your question. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, I want to get that off the off the chest. 
Well, that's one thing, too, the space doesn't really cover, especially when guys are new to it. And I get it. Guys go through trauma. They're, they're heartbroken. Their wife cheated on them. They're at risk of losing their kids, whatever it is. Uh, most guys that, co- that come to me, they're going through some sort of dra- or a drama or trauma uh, dating-related-wise. And, and the space caters to those people. And, it, and, it, and I think it latches onto those negative emotions guys are feeling at the time. And it, get, and it gets them going like, oh, yeah, you know, women are hypergamous. Or, oh, you know, they're going to cheat on you. They're always trying to monkey branch or level up. Well, yeah, okay, cool. That, that, that works. But what the space doesn't cover is once you start getting good at it. Like once you don't, not only do you not have those problems anymore, not only do you have, not, I always say, don't develop an abundance mindset. Develop abundance. Like that's where the, the mindset comes as an element of or as a consequence of having actual abundance. But you get to the point, and I, I, this happened to me a couple of years ago, and I'm still throwing points on the board, uh, pretty, pretty, pretty high numbers, like a, like a pretty good scoring basketball game, you know, annually is, is the number what, I'm throwing what, on the what board. What is it, like one or two? Uh, no, dude, I've been in triple digits <laughs> for the last three years now, and that's... But, it, but at first, it was, that was just my focus. Like, I really got to dial this in. I got to get it down. I got to get the texting sequence down. I got to get, okay, the logistics stage is huge in Latin America. So in terms of when she's like, hey, ready to get the Uber, you have to there's – a very, there's a very specific set of steps you have to take. Otherwise, it'll, it'll blow out at that point in the process. When she gets to the house, there's, a, there's kind of a sequence or a script you have to run there. But like Joel said, you get to the point where like, all right, I'm not really in, even interested in this girl. Like, I'm just, I'm just running a mental script in my head, and she's just, you know, laying number whatever for the month or the year or the quarter or whatever you're tracking there and then eventually you get it down to the point where you take you take a step back so i got to the point where like all right i'm not i'm not going to date any girls that are below a seven now i'm not going to date any girls that are below an eight now i'm not going to date any girls that have ever flaked on me now i'm not going to date any girls that don't come over and they're 100 percent into me and there's no resistance at all and you find that the the volume is still exactly the same but you're putting in a lot less effort so if i log into like my texting apps i don't have a t- i don't have dozens of girls conversations going there anymore i've got a handful but they're they're still converting at the paces I have for, for the last couple of years, but you eventually get to the point, and this has happened to me, especially in dating, where you do get burned out. You get to the point where like, you're not even excited to see a new girl or a girl that's really into you, that you really have built a good relationship with, that you have some depth with, that you have shared experiences and stories with, to where she comes over and you're like, oh, like, oh I have to bang this chick. Like, it's her one time a week, and she's looking forward to seeing me all week, but what she doesn't know is you know, she's girl number whatever this week for me. I'm like, God, I'm just tired, but I got to put in my, my, my maintenance work in the bedroom. And no one in the space really talks about that in terms of like, hey, one, what is success? And then two, what happens when you are successful? And then how do you manage that? And uh, th- those are topics that I know with, with my channel and our channels and our, our, us collaborating on here, those are areas I'd like to start discovering at some point because the manosphere completely looks over that. Well, why do you think, yeah. Jared, why do you Why do you think you get burned out like and you don't get excited like what is physically that? well uh so no fat guys talk about the transmutation of sexual energy um so i believe that's a real thing too and for me uh, years ago i had to start rationing the the girls I'm like all right only two nuts per chick but if you're if you're seeing two girls in a day and it, so you're seeing like two girls on monday and then maybe tuesday uh, a rotation girl comes over Wednesday morning, a chick in the neighborhood that is that you you're talking to that you matched on Tinder. You're talking to a bit. You're walk you're walking in the morning, and she texts you, "Oh my God, I saw you today. Oh, I thought your profile was fake. Hey, I work I work a couple blocks away from you. Can I swing by for lunch real quick to meet up?" Like, 
okay, yeah, you know where that's going. By the time you know it, you're like, all right, I, I, I've knocked out 10 nuts in like three days. That, that will physically exhaust you. Um, wow. And also the, also the mental energy behind it. Again, I don't spend much mental energy in the sourcing and kind of logistics and getting them over, oversight. It's more like I've got that locked in. I don't even have to think about it. I just know what to do. But when they get here, it's like, oh, like this, this is a human being sitting in front of me, and I need to give her the full Jaron Scott experience if I wanted to be if I wanted to keep coming back around. And then also, Joel, I think there is an addictive element to it to where you always need, you always need that new fix, that new high. So mm. I remember when I was younger, like the first, the first time I got a three-way and you're like, oh my God, this is awesome. You got to tell your friends. And then now, now I think three ways for me happen as often as uh, just regular hooking up one-on-one with, you know, guys that are just getting kind of new to the game. When you start again, once you start getting that process down, if you can get one or two new girls a week for me, that's, that's like the three-way thing. So it's like, okay, not, now, not only am I entertaining one girl, I have to entertain both of these girls. And a lot of times the dynamic between them, you have to facilitate that too, because there's a sp- very specific way to set up three ways. And if the two girl, if you don't follow the right steps, the two girls look at each other like, like what what do we do so so that requires you going back to the professional thing to to always be on but in that bucket of your life and then you step out of that bucket and you go back to work like okay i have to be on i have to be on here at work but god i was just on with this and physically i am exhausted and then in the gym okay i need to keep pushing it forward i'm doing a progressive overload thing while being in a severe caloric deficit right now because that helps my body type just tighten up real quick so that causes physical exhaustion. So you add all that together and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, no, no wonder I'm getting burned out. Mm-hmm. I, think a, I think a piece of it too that I want to mention, um, at least when it comes to with the dating thing, I think a piece of it too is like ego. And we're all like essentially like the big dick competition. It's like, oh, how many girls have you been with? And we take that too seriously. We should be living life in the way that makes us happy not in a way to compare to others. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely fallen into that trap in terms of, well, there's content creators out there too that I, you know, I've followed on and off over the years and they'll say things like that. Like, Oh, you need, you need this number, you need this rate or this volume. And then I got to the point recently, I was like, you know what? I've got, I've got, a, I've got some solid girls. Like each of the relationships feels like a good quality. What would be like a girlfriend, boyfriend type relationship. Although I don't do two way monogamy with, with any of them. Um, it's always one way, one way monogamy for me. Um, and you get to the point, like, you know what? I don't need to constantly be sourcing new girls or trying to boost, boost that number up because th- those are kind of, we use this term in marketing and sales, vanity metrics at that point. Mm. It's like, okay, cool. Yeah, I banged 100 girls in the last year. But I, I look through my list. I'm like, I don't even know half these chicks. I see the name. I have no recollection of who that is. Or have you guys ever had this happen? You match a girl on Tinder and they're like, oh, my God, Jaron. Like, oh, I thought I'd never hear from you again. And you're like, uh, who are you? Or you run, you run her through the same script in the same sequence. She comes over and she's like, oh, yeah. And like, she's like, oh, I like what you've done at the place since the last time I was over. I'm like, I don't remember you being over. The before. worst one is when you meet her out on the street in public. Yeah, and you don't know who she is. <laughs> oh my god! Hi. <laughs> oh my oh, god! I've had that happen. You. Hi. Yeah, yeah, yeah cool. good to see you too. Whoever you are. <laughs> you. But but okay. you brought up an interesting point as well because especially where everything's gone online now with online dating and we've kind of like learned to maximize the results that we get. We've also got to appreciate, especially when you're first starting out. You're not going to get very many results and you're going to be putting in a lot of work. The amount of social interactions that you're having on the dating apps in particular, you might have had two, three, four social interactions in a day with different girls previously before that using day game and night game, maybe if you're consistent. But with 
dating apps, you're now having 10, 20 social interactions a day. Like you're swiping on all these girls, you're opening a bunch of them. They're all the, the same conversation. Fun. They're all the same sequence, all the... even on the date. Exactly. You know, what but do you, you do? What brought you to Mexico? How many brothers do you have? Are you the oldest or the youngest? Oh, tell me. It's the same conversation over and over again. It's the same. It's the same because yeah. if, if you're good at what you do, it should be the same. It should be most of the same. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is you're having so many social interactions. It's like, how does your brain compartmentalize that? Because we're, we're evolved to be in a group of a max of 150 people in a tribe. Like we can't remember more than 150 people. That's just how our brains work. So if we're having 15 interactions in a day with new people, how does our brain work on that? Like how much energy are we putting into that? And I think that's where the burnout comes with online dating as well. If you do that for a long period of time, everyone burns out eventually. Everyone needs to take a break and they get to a point where they're like, fuck it, it's not worth it anymore. I'm just going to do what I want to do. Or they delete the app entirely for two weeks and they come back to it later. Yep. That's a fantastic point. And you mentioned, let's, let's use the number you, you threw out there arbitrarily, uh, 15 conversations or social interactions via a digitally mediated app. In my case, it's pro- predominantly tender. That's just one app. When we do these streams or when I go on bigger shows, like when I get in front of Rich Cooper's audience, I can get up to dozens of new follows and messages and people reaching out, guys sharing, Huds and I joke about this, guys sharing weird reels that they they think, okay, at some point they're going about their day like, Jaron would really like this, but they don't realize I got 40 messages that day on just Instagram and I have two accounts and then on my Facebook accounts. (laughs) And in my private, every time I log into Facebook, I manage a private group. So there's, it's just at least a couple dozen new notifications. I go into Slack for clients. I, I, I'm in some advisory type positions in my professional life. There's messages from clients. Telegram, I talk to you guys in Telegram. I have signal chats for various groups I'm involved in. So in any at any given time, if I put all my apps here and the tabs across the top of my browser, I probably have 300, not necessarily messages that I personally have to respond to, but 300 little Ding, ding, ding. Someone mentioned you. Someone commented. Someone commented on this. Someone tagged you. You're just like, oh, God. And that, that alone is a mental overload. So I, I think it's great to yeah. bring up just like the digital nature of things. Whereas when I go out, when I go out here, oops, I keep knocking my damn desk. When I, when I go out here, I take you know, the same route to the gym. So there's, there's two little taco stands here on the corner, and I wave to them every morning. And then I walk by my tailor's a couple blocks from here, and he's usually outside sweeping or you know, opening the store, and I'd see him. And yeah, I live in one of the world's biggest cities, but this neighborhood I live in is very small. It's only a few blocks. So you see the same people, but your brain's not having that overload. You see the same people at the same points in the day, and it's a little more manageable to do that. Definitely. And it's something that spills into every aspect of life. It's in your dating, it's in your business, it's in anything that you're doing. If you've got 300 interactions going on at any one time, you're going to be burnt out because mm-hmm. it's nonverbal as well. Like you, you're not getting that nonverbal communication that you get when you do see your tailor stood outside of his shop and you say hello and you spend 30 seconds having a very brief conversation. You get to see his eye. You have eye contact. You get a hit of dopamine from that. Yep. You have a hit of dopamine from all these little things, his hand gestures. He might, you know, like the girls that you wave to, you get a little dip, hit of dopamine that you don't get through these online interactions. So you're getting, very, you're getting less reward and you're having more interactions that you have to expend energy on. So it's kind of like, what do we expect? Or if you had this happen, my last few weeks have been real busy because um, I'm, I'm looking for to take on some more work uh, professionally. In the professional uh, bucket or vertical of my life, and so you're getting emails, interview requests, and then oh, fill out this assessment, and you're you're talking to recruiters and going back and forth. So your inbox is full of messages, and your Tinder's full of messages, and your WhatsApp's full of messages, and Telegram and Signal and Slack—they're all full of messages. Facebook's full of messages, and then you get to the point where as the week goes on, you get them all cleared out, and then there's this like weird thing that happens to me every now and then where there's no new messages, like. 
And, and it's like the universe aligns. No new emails, no new Tinder matches, no new Facebook notifications, no new followers, no new comments on YouTube videos. And I find myself, it's almost, it, it, this is addiction where my thumb is literally going through the apps on the phone expecting there to be new messages and there are none. It, it happens very rarely, but every now and then it happens where the universe just aligns perfectly to where, oh my God, there's nothing going on today. And it's weird. It, it's like, like everything I need to get done is out there. All the, all the messages have been responded to. All my emails are out. Everything has been scheduled, calendared out. What do I do? And then that's usually when I'll go for, uh, on sun, Sundays are good days for that in Mexico. Cause it's family day. So there's not usually not a lot going on, but then that's when I'll go to the park or I'll go for like a nice long walk by myself. And it's weird. You're like, Oh my God, everything's taken care of. And I'm not, I don't have ding, 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 ding across the 17 different apps I have open at all times on my phone or my desktop. And it's weird. It's, it's almost like the silence is deafening. Man, it sounds like a meditation. Like a forced meditation. Oh, uh, dude, I love those days. So this is, that's literally how I wake up every day. Um, so I, especially on the weekends, I wake up late and I avoid touching my phone usually for the first hour that I'm awake. And it's always, it's because I'm always like, God, how much, how much am I going to have? How many of these notifications? How, like, because as soon as I open up my phone and I see all those notifications, I kind of know what the workload for that day is going to be, whether it is something through Telegram or matches on dating apps or, you know, whatever it may be. Um, and I, I just avoid it because I'm like, I just want to have a relaxing day. Um, and some days it is relaxing like today, not too much. So feeling good about that, but yeah, it's, uh, it really does. It, it kind of overloads us. And I, I think it's very interesting how technology has done that because, you know, in the past, we kind of talk about you have a tribe of like 100 people. Everybody knows each other. And that's about it. Well, now we got a tribe of hundreds of thousands, potentially, you know, depending on if, if you're, um, you know, what you're connected with. So it's just, um, it's crazy. It's very different. And I think, I think that detoxing is really important. So like, for example, um, something that I'll do like outside of like not doing anything for a day, but I won't even say anything to anybody and I will just go dark for uh, a day or two. And that helps me to recharge because, you know, I don't owe anybody an explanation unless it's an emergency. And by just taking that time to myself, like turning the phone off, putting it away somewhere, um, it, it just helps because otherwise continually responding to all those messages, continually not even responding to them, um, but just monitoring uh, them. Like you, you, when you're saying all these different apps, you could have 10 different apps that you're bouncing back and forth between. And just think about how much time you're wasting um, that you could be doing something else. So I think it's just something important to pay attention to. I like that idea of digital detox. That's something I advocate a lot too. And, and uh, your last comment jogged an interesting point to me in terms of, uh, so we're having a live conversation right now. Yes, it's digitally mediated, but HUD's just made a point and then that brings points to my brain and then I make points and then Joel makes points and then Rodoku can make points. What happens with your digital apps is you have so many, they're conversational threads. They're not in real time conversations. So you see, oh, 
these seven people texted me. I got to get back. I usually respond to messages in batches. So I go through, but I, but I consistently have to re-bring up that, that archive file of, okay, where did we leave off in the conversation? What were we talking about? What I say before? You scroll up to the conversation, huh? And I think that, that, that requires a lot more mental bandwidth than, okay, yeah, we've been on this stream for an hour and 10 minutes now. I've been on for a little more than half an hour, but but this is all in my operating memory. This is the only thing I'm doing right now. My iPhone is being used as the camera. There's no other tabs open for, you know, bandwidth issues on the uh, high quality live stream. So I am here. I am present 100%. And I think the digitally mediated nature of our modern world makes that very difficult sometimes to where, okay, you're not really giving 100% of your mental bandwidth to one task. You're kind of all over the place. We were joking when mm -hmm. I came on. Okay, 20% of the load, those five people. Now 25%. Uh, participation for each person to make 100% of a podcast. But when you have hundreds of messages, like, okay, I'm giving 1% of myself to these, hundred, to these hundred, 100 or hundreds of messages, so a fraction of a percent, you're like, you're not really giving them the best of you or putting the best quality out there. So I love the idea of digital detox. I oftentimes, I used to do this quarterly. I'd do like an extended fast. That's more for spiritual purposes, but I used to call that a dopamine detox. No sex, no porn, no, no nicotine, no caffeine, no screens, no nothing. And usually when I do those, it's just me and maybe a book, hardback, no, no screens, or me and an empty notepad. And uh, you'll be amazed at what you can fill that notepad up with in five days when you have no other outside stimuli. And it's, it's kind of scary at first, but it's a really cool activity. I remember the, the last time I did it, uh, that was no eating either. I, do, I, I, don't, I don't do dry fast. I do, I do liquid fast. So, you know, I'm taking in plenty and plenty of liquids. And at the end of that, I remember, uh, I think I was visiting my family and I went to my mom's house and she had like bacon and eggs and I took just a little nibble of bacon. And when you reset your dopamine receptors, that bacon, like you can taste every little grain of salt and like the fat and the consistency. And it's, it's like when you see a child try chocolate for the first time and their face just lights up. Well, that's, that's their brain be like, oh my God, what is this? And you can do that with an extended dopamine fast. Digital detox is a part of that. Another point I like to make, and I, make the, I, I advocate my guys do this all, all the time too, or at least be mindful of the fact that uh, to not get lost in the digital world. So a lot of people, especially when you're out in public, you see them glued to their screens. Um, I've got an international plan on my phone here. I do have a Mexican number, uh, but I don't ever usually re-up it for high-speed data. They have very good Wi-Fi and uh, digital connect connectivity here. But a lot of times, like, okay, my data sucks to the point, like, I can get an Uber and I can send text messages or I can make phone calls, but I can't stream YouTube videos when I'm outside of the house or I'm not connected to Wi-Fi. And I could very easily fix that. I can log into my Telsa account, re-up the data credit, and then my phone's at 5G again. But I kind of do that intentionally to where, okay, when I walk outside of the house, I'm walking away from the digital world and I'm in the analog world. And mm -hmm. friends that have known me, you know, uh, again, I've lived here off and on over the course of almost 20 years now. Friends that have known me, they'll comment, they'll say, well, your Spanish is really good grammatically, but um, pronunciation-wise, that it's, it's not as good as it used to be. I was like, well, that's because I spend all day in English in my digital world. And then when I walk outside, keep knocking my damn mic. Uh, when I walk outside, it's like, whoa, you live in Mexico. We speak Spanish now. And it's, it's weird. Whereas before, prior to internet, smartphones, all that, I was living up in Washington state. Okay. There, there's two connecting flights I had to take down. So it was like a 12 hour minimum mental transition. Like, okay, I'm going from the English world to the Spanish world. Now it's like, once we're done here, I'll hit end and I'll, I've got a girl here. I'll walk out and then boom, right back into Spanish analog world. And I think any of those, that, that major task switching requires a lot of mental bandwidth and energy too. I see it kind of like when your computer's 
uh, lagging and you, op you open your task manager and you see, oh, this task is taking this much memory and this task is taking that. You're like, okay, yeah, why is my video choppy? Oh, because I have Adobe Premiere open and that takes a lot of mental bandwidth. I view that the same in my mind. Okay, all of these, all of these things, even the slightest little ding notification, oh, so-and-so texts me. Oh, she's coming into town next weekend. I'll have to check my calendar and see if I can see her. Well, that's now in your operating memory bank and until you close that task out, it's there and and guys, if you're watching, uh, maybe comment in the chat. Just think about when you do a, a mental bandwidth audit, what are the things you're carrying around in your head right now that are diverting energy from being 100% focused like in this conversation with you guys? And uh, when I started downsizing my life years ago to become a minimalist, that was a big thing for me. Like, okay, I have this truck that I have just for if it snows, but I lived in Southern California. It's not going to fucking snow. Okay. I have this truck that I have to park on the street because I only have one parking spot. And so I have to make sure the insurance is good on it. Tags are good on it. Street sweeping days, Tuesday, Thursday. And I, I always forgot what side of the street it was. So you walk out, you know, you're, you're walking past your truck. If you're out, you know, in the neighborhood or something, you're like, damn it, there's a ticket on that. Well, that's $38. Well, that add that to my mental to-do list. I have to go onto the San Diego parking enforcement website and pay that damn ticket. Otherwise, the fine will have more fines levied on top of it. And that's just one thing. So for me, like literally getting rid of physical stuff in my life, it was liberating. Like, you know what? I, I, I drove the truck maybe twice in the last three months. And that's to like go to Baja, California for the weekend with my friends. I can just get rid of the truck. And then eventually... Um, I rode my, I started, I bought a pedal bike and was riding it around the neighborhood. I'm like, you know what? I don't even need a car anymore. And I mapped, I calculated it out. It makes more sense for me to not have a car payment, not have insurance payment, none of that. And then when I want to, when I want to go run errands or need a car or something, it's actually cheaper. Uh, same thing here. I don't have a car here. It's cheaper for me to do Uber than to uh, have the operating expenses of an automobile. But also it frees up my mental bandwidth. To, I don't have to worry if I go to town, is someone going to come into the, into the parking thing here and screw with my car? What if someone hits it? What if, well, there's a scratch on it. Damn it. That's something I have to do now. And that's just one item. That's just the, the category of car in, in my mind. I used to have multiple guitars. I had, I, I had a place in San Diego and then I had like a little apartment in Playa de Tijuana. Like, okay, now I have multiple properties. Like, uh, did I leave my toothbrush here? Oh, is my Bluetooth speaker here? Where is it? Oh, so-and-so is renting it out. Am I going to, am I going to go down to Tijuana and see like my apartment trash? All of that mental bandwidth has been freed up by doing the minimalist thing. So, uh, again, not saying that it's necessarily for everyone, but guys watching, like start, start to be cognizant of all of these tasks that you're running in the background that really don't serve you in this face-to-face -face interpersonal moment where you can dedicate 100% of your mental bandwidth in the moment to what it is you're doing and see if that doesn't start changing things a little bit for you. I yeah, like that. I like it, that. It's wild. Like, I mean, thinking about TikTok and stuff, like the younger generation, I think about this a lot, how it's affecting the Gen Zers, right? I don't know if you guys hang out with many of them, but like I'll play hoops with some of them. And it's very, like you can't really talk to them because they just spend so much of their time on their phone. And so like, I'll try to have a conversation, but they just, you can just tell they're just not in it and they, they divert so quickly. Um, and then even when I watch them interact with each other, they are very like, you know, they divert very quickly as well. So it's just gonna be something I'm curious to see is in the next 20 years, how that generation, once they're like our age, like in their thirties, what, what's that, what is that going to look like? Because like communication in person is so key. Like you were saying, Jaren, like you need to be able to talk in person. Um, but a lot of this generation can't, my brother, he's 20. He has a very difficult time uh, communicating because mm -hmm. I think a lot of it is because he spent so much time of his life just, just like this.
So oh, we, we talk about that in online dating in terms of if you want to uh, – guys get really mad about this. Like, oh, I know she's talking to all these other guys. But, like, that doesn't mean she's dating them. That doesn't mean she's translated them from the digital world to the analog world. So you can mm-hmm. start bringing her out of the digital world into the analog world by, like, voice messages. I'll do FaceTime calls. I keep it to a minute or so. But let her actually see my face, hear my voice, feel my presence. Although, yes, it is digitally mediated as compared to all these other guys. Like, oh, hey, when are you free? What are you doing? Oh. And um, I, I, I still, you know, I'm pretty good at the game thing. I've, I've gotten it figured out, but I still have girls flake on me every now and then. And whereas guys that are newer are like, oh, my God, you know, she flaked on me. You know, they take it as like personal disrespect. I'm like, dude, you're one of hundreds of conversations. I think I had a girl flake on me a couple of days ago and the girl I was right. looking forward to. Seeing and that's that's one thing I want to touch on, because I don't yeah. want to lose. I don't want to lose sight on this comment from before. Um, yep. This is from a little bit ago. Um, so. Yeah, Went on a few dates go. with a girl. She stops responding to my text, but watches every Instagram story I post. It's so weird. Relating to people has become strange and disconnected. That's um, how she now, relates to you, though. It's yes, it's and so in this, just to answer this for you, to let you know exactly what's going on, it's because she has somebody else, and you were the second option. That's why she's not responding to you, but she's still interested because she likes you. It's just she likes one other person more. Yeah. And if she feels you pulling away, she'll start liking your stories. Then she'll drop little comments. Um, I have girls do that all the time. When I post a story, they'll drop something like, oh, I did one the other day of me singing. And a couple of girls like, oh, oh, my God, you sing well. Or, oh, my God, come sing for me. And then I, again, I don't remember the girl of the conversation. A lot of girls, if they flake, I unfollow them. So I click on their profiles. And a lot of girls here have private profiles. So I don't even remember who it is, but I scroll up to the conversation. I'm like, oh, we've tried to set plans, you know, two or three times. You know, last time, last time we, we exchanged a, a message on Instagram was like six, seven, eight months ago. So I don't even remember what, who she is, but what she does, she'll reach out to you. Although you, you can scroll through the conversation and see like, hey, we had plans. And like we were at the point in the stage where I'm like, hey, send me your address and I'll get the Uber over right now. And then nothing. Oh, they love to do that here in Mexico. But that's because she doesn't really want to see you. She wants to be top of your mind. And that validation is a dopamine hit for her. So for me, when they reach out, oh, my, oh my God, like I'd love to come over and have a serenade. And I'm like, uh, the last two, three times we, we said that, we locked down dates and times and then just nothing ended up happening. Happening. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that with you. Or now, what I do is like I'll just set the date. And I just know in my head. Like I don't even put it on the calendar. I just know I'm gonna flake on her. But it's not that she actually wants to see you. She wants that validation of knowing, like, hey, a guy that looks like this, who sings like this, who lives in this neighborhood, who hangs out with this class of people. She sees your story. She gets a glimpse of your life, and then. And then she notices like, hey, like this guy hasn't reached out to me in a while. You know, what the hell is going on? So little heart face and they want you to respond and they want you to try to set the date. And then so they can flake again. That gives them a lot of times more of a dopamine boost than actually coming over, hanging out and hooking up with you. Man, there's so much to this. Uh, Grand Raba again says people can't sit in the sauna without a phone. Uh, I brought that up. I was at a sauna a few weeks ago and thankfully it was like, like, I didn't know this going into it, but it was like a naked song. <laughs> it's like, you know, like that kind of shit. You don't want to be a, bring a phone in there. Um, but what's funny is that once people left, I did bring my phone to get a cool Instagram story. So even <laughs> I couldn't even not just sit in a sauna without my phone. It's a bad uh, example, Joel. But yeah. Rich Cooper asked me that all the time. He's like, Jaron, when you travel, you never post any stories until you get back home. And like, 
when I'm traveling, I'm in the moment. Like, but the last thing on my mind is red pill stuff. Or when I was on the other side of the world, Mexico was just a word in my thought sphere. It was this weird kind of obscure topic that really didn't mean anything to me. And then actually is physically as the planes coming here. I like, I do like flights cause you're literally in a transitional space. So mentally like, Oh, I'm coming back into Mexico. And then you step off and everything's in Spanish. You're like, Whoa, different world. Whereas 12, 14, 16, 18 hours ago, it was just this, Mexico is just a word. It was an idea. It didn't really mean anything to me. So when I travel, uh, the guys tell me all the time, you should do a, you should do a vlog. It'd be really fun to document your adventures. I'm like, when I'm on adventures, I'm on an adventure. The last thing I want to do is fuck around with my phone. That would completely kill the experience. But I, I do sometimes if there's, I, I, you'll notice on my stories, I do a lot of transitional spaces. So if I'm at a train station airport, I'm walking, I'm like, oh yeah, you know, I can use this for some B-roll footage and then take some, take some pictures. But a lot of my content comes from pictures that other people take. But I've found that now my friend group, usually when we're together, I, I, I went to two different events last night. There's zero pictures documented of it because we were engaged in like a really cool conversation. And then I had to leave that one social event, go to another social event, and then come back to the first social event. And it was just pure conversation, good energy, high vibes. Not a single person pulled out their phone. Right. So you get a lot of energy from living in the moment, which I think we yes. all do to some extent. Um, you can just enjoy a social interaction. You can enjoy dancing, you know, whatever it may be. I think you've, you've got to look for those opportunities. And you're right. If you're looking for balance in life, then you've got to seek those sort of things. I mean, everybody knows this to, to some extent. Everybody knows that you want to go on a holiday at some point, whether that's some people do it every two months. Some people it's every two years. Could be more than that. Some people it's once every five years. But at some point, people want to have a break from their day-to-day -day life. They want to be thrown into a different routine and then just recharge their batteries, you know, eat some delicious food, some things they wouldn't normally consume, do some activities and events they wouldn't normally participate in, and then come back to their daily life and they feel refreshed and recharged. And generally... Speak what you find is they'll be quite hesitant about re-engaging in their day-to-day -day life as well, which is quite, quite interesting. If you've got a terrible life, then I can imagine that's probably the case. Here's a weird one. And people always call me a weirdo. Um, I, I posted a story the other day. I was walking to the gym and it's the rainy season in Mexico city right now. So it'll be bright and sunshine. And then within 20 minutes, it'll roll in just torrential rain and then clear up again in 40 minutes or an hour. Sometimes it'll rain all night. But the other day I got caught in the rain, literally at the halfway point between my house and the gym. So I had a decision to make, like I'm going to get soaked no matter what I do. Do I continue to the gym, get a good workout soaking wet, or do I go back home and then push it off for tomorrow? I decided to power through it. And for whatever reason, just being in the gym completely soaked, of course, no one else was there. So I love being in the gym by myself. No one else is there. The little girl working at the desk, you're like, hey, we're going to put on my playlist and just fucking crank it. You know, we don't, I'm tired of listening to reggaeton. Usually I have the earphones in, but we're going to put on some good music and just fucking blast it. You know, it's, it's me, myself, and I in this gym and it's pissing rain outside. But I, I remembered in that moment, this happened a couple weeks ago, how refreshing that was. And I remember when I was younger, I used to like going for walks in the rain without an umbrella. Like obviously wear beach style clothes or something, but just get completely soaking wet and yeah it's uncomfortable at first but it's there's something about that um for more kind of like your hippie-ish or woo-woo type people which i'm into that stuff too uh, it's it's grounding and you need to make sure that you're able to ground yourself too like actually just going outside putting your bare feet in the sand putting your bare feet on grass uh, having the elements of nature 
hit you in the face and the, and the, the cold drops, like it just, it, it does refresh you and it kind of wakes you up. It turns on a new side of yourself that I think a lot of people, especially guys watching this type of content, a lot of guys get addicted to this red pill type content where that's all they do. They don't leave the house. They live vicariously through their favorite content creators. Like, oh, if, if Jaron gets laid, it's like me getting laid. And like, yeah, or like, oh, uh, uh, and Rich's channel, Jaron versus Moff. I'm like, uh, we're friends in real life. Like, There's no beef between us. Oh, well, Josh says this, but Jaron says that. I'm like, bro, we hang out together. Like we view the world in different ways, but like we're still friends. So guys get sucked into that. And then, so do something simple. Like, Hey, when it's raining outside, like go, go outside with your shirt off and just like stand in it. You see it in old movies too. And like for little things like that, it doesn't have to be getting soaked on in the rain. That's just an example, but uh, do things that kind of snap you out of that and then allow you to interact with nature and the elements and realize like, Oh, like I am a organic human being in an analog world that is of this earth rather than building your identity and your entire existence around pixels on a screen. That's a, I think that, I think the digital world does cause a lot of burnout too. Cause again, you're just, you're, your dopamine receptors are constantly firing. Yeah. Constantly. There's a yeah, one book here. The policy you've been ignoring. Yep. There's this book power. Now you guys have probably all heard of it really great for practicing the stuff. Cause just like Jaron said, it's about being present, which is something that takes practice and a lot of people do not learn. I did not learn this until a few years ago and it's completely changed my life. So I uh, guys, check out this book too. If you're wanting more info on how to do that, like what Jaron said and to find that beauty, uh, something Eckhart Tolle said too, which was crazy is that most people spend average 17 years of their life watching TV. Holy shit. Let that Damn. 17. How years. much, how much do they spend watching YouTube? Probably, probably at least, at least 17. <laughs> I think they're, they go hand in hand. It's going up. But anyways, guys, yeah. we're coming up on this hour and a half here, and uh, I'd like to wrap the show. So we'll just go reverse through this whole thing. So, Rodoku, thank you so much for joining today. This is a great conversation. You're welcome anytime. Um, is there any any place people can find you or anything you want to share? Any final thoughts? Um, uh, yeah, I mean, look, I've got a YouTube channel. There's not much on there at the moment. There's there's no content that I'm uh, I'm going through at the moment. I'm I'm starting to do some video editing and stuff, and eventually I'll be putting out my own content. Um, but for right now, no, there's nothing there. All right. Oh, good. No worries at all. I'm actually going to talk to you about that video editing uh, as well at some point. Um, but all right, uh, Darren, what do you want to plug? All right, guys. Well, my name is Jaron. Uh, you probably see me around. You'll see me around a lot more. Uh, if you need anything at all, if you have any sort of dating questions, lifestyle questions, fitness questions, I used to be a big fat guy and now I'm not. So like there's, there's, there's a couple of things I can, uh, I can help you shed some light on. Reach out to me at Instagram at Menshrine. You can see it actually just right here below. Uh, if you haven't done so already, uh, through following me on Menshrine, uh, click through to my channel. Uh, subscribe, like, comment, share any types of videos. Start getting the message out. Uh, you know, we, we're doing a lot of collaborating. We, we will start growing this brand. And then also, I manage a men's group as an extension of uh, Rich Cooper's Entrepreneurs and Cars brand. It's called the Top 10%. That's for guys looking to level up in all areas of love and life by building lives worth living and loving. We have monthly Q&A sessions, live in-person meetups. We started doing weekly workshops, uh, professional related, that are guys are getting a lot of value out of. You have access to me, uh, Josh, Joel, uh, anyone else, uh, Rich, uh, Moff, other admins in the group that aren't currently on this stream. Uh, you get discounted co coaching services and premium products. We're starting to do live in-person meetups. Uh, guys do their own regional ones, but we're doing group sanctioned ones. We have our first conference in Toronto coming up in January. We're planning one in Mexico City where 
I'm at right there for uh, probably around this time next year. So get in there. We've got a lot of good stuff going on. Even if you don't know if you can add value, you do have value to add. There's something you know that guys would love to know, even if you think your life sucks at this moment. You, you are doing something that someone even that has, and we've seen this before in the group, guys that, hey, I make a million dollars a year, but this guy has this down and this guy doesn't realize it. So you have something to give. And if you go into these types of communities with that mindset, like, hey, we're all going to show up and give and help each other level up. There's a lot of cool stuff going on and we're making some remarkable process uh, progress. We have some amazing success stories in there. Again, that's uh, top 10% group. Reach out to me, Instagram at menshrine for more information on that. Or if you're ready to roll, just uh, click on that link that HUD's put up on the screen there. It'll take you right to the paywall. I'll get a notification. I'll hold your hand, lead you in there, show you how everything works, get you introduced to everyone, and we'll get you uh, leveling up to be uh, the best version of yourself or the top 10% uh, as, as it is uh, appropriately named of the population. Beautiful. And I just am throwing that out there uh, to answer your question, Grand Raba. Every Sunday at 3 p.m. EST, we tackle another topic. So, yeah, definitely tune in. We have a lot of fun doing it. All right, Joel, what you got going on? Yeah, uh, so you guys can follow me at Sobriety University uh, on YouTube. I talk about quitting addiction, addiction topics um, from a variety of substances, including uh, going on those dopamine detoxes, like the boys talked about, super key for becoming the best version of yourself. I've been on a dopamine detox for the last five days, and I'm going to watch some YouTube and maybe probably just YouTube tonight. And I know the first hour, I'm just going to be like eyes wide open, just like, oh, this is crazy. And then I'm probably going to get burnt out and then depressed. But <laughs> hey, that's, that's the cycle. So uh, I accept it and it'll help me recharge. Um, quick note, uh, Rage, Rebecca probably butchered the name, but uh, he's asking about the community here. Uh, shoot me an email and we can talk at, uh, I'll, I'll put it down below. I would love to help you out, man. I, I get it. It's, uh, you're in a good place. Uh, they say people, they say recovery is for people that want it, not need it. So the fact that you want this means that you have a great chance of success. So uh, happy to help you out with that. You can shoot me an email at this. And then other than that, yeah, thank you guys for coming on today. This was fantastic, and uh, I gained a ton of value as always. Um, hope you guys did too that were watching. And um, yeah, pass it on to you, Huds. Cool. Yeah. So uh, as you guys may or may not be aware, I am a dating coach. So I help guys of all ages <clears throat> uh, be successful out there. So the best way to reach me is at the Hudsman on Instagram. You just shoot me a message. Um, we can get something figured out, and then stay tuned. Um, as I had said, every Sunday at 3 p.m. EST, new topics. Um, and we're just we're just gonna keep, you know, being men of now and building up men of now so that we can live better lives. But without without uh, you know anything else, I just want to say thank you again to the panel. Thank you to everybody that tuned in. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Peace out. Like, comment, share, subscribe. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. And the notification bell. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a big one on my channel. Yep. All right. See you guys. Yeah. Cheers.